Hi, I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and you're listening to episode 14 of The Savvy Psychologist. I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. We'll use the best of psychology to help you be happy, healthy, and most importantly, yourself. Today, we'll talk about Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, or ADHD, which was once thought to be the fault of lousy parents or a conspiracy propagated by drug companies. Thankfully, it's neither. It's a brain-based disorder, but quite the disorderly disorder it can be. So I'll walk you through both common and surprising symptoms, and then I'll give you 13 tips to handle them for both kids and adults. So first, how common is ADHD? Picture a classroom full of kids. ADHD affects up to 7% of kids, which translates to at least one or two kids in every classroom. It also affects around 4% of adults. So why the lower percentage of adults? Some kids with a specific genetic variation of ADHD will grow out of it, but the majority won't. So overall, about 60% of kids with ADHD grow up to be adults with ADHD. The part of the brain affected is called the prefrontal cortex, which lies directly behind your forehead. And it's responsible for something called executive functioning, an umbrella term for skills that include paying attention, making plans, using past experiences to solve problems, making decisions, and shifting from idea to idea. Trouble with executive functioning translates into two groups of symptoms. The first is inattention. Symptoms like disorganization, forgetfulness, and losing things from homework to cell phones drive parents of inattentive kids and partners of inattentive adults up the wall. Other signs include not paying attention to details, spacing out, daydreaming, and trouble sticking with tedious tasks like paying bills or organizing papers. Also difficult for an individual with inattention is prioritizing what's happening around them. So for example, for a kid with ADHD, the TV in the background, and the garbage truck outside seem just as important as the homework in front of her. Folks with mostly these symptoms are said to have ADHD predominantly inattentive type, which is the most common type among girls. Now, the second set of symptoms includes hyperactivity and impulsivity. So picture the arms and legs tornado of the Looney Tunes Tasmanian devil leaving a trail of destruction in his wake. Hyperactive kids seem to have a motor. They're often in constant motion, touch everything, and have a hard time waiting their turn. They also seem to have a motor mouth, talking a blue streak, blurting out answers, and interrupting. Hyperactive adults often feel restless and therefore have a really hard time sitting at a desk or in a meeting. They also might find themselves making impulsive purchases, repeatedly starting and abandoning projects, being chronically late, or have trouble controlling anger. Folks with mostly these symptoms have ADHD of the predominantly hyperactive, impulsive type. Then there are the kids and adults who have both sets of symptoms. This is called ADHD combined type, and it's the most common variation. An interesting symptom that doesn't get much, well, attention, is hyperfocus. Despite the name, ADHD may not be a deficit of attention after all, but rather an inability to regulate attention. So on a spectrum of attention, let's call one end the disco ball, where attention is scattered and boring tasks are quickly abandoned. Then we'll call the other end the laser beam. When a task is interesting or stimulating, focus becomes intense, and shifting to another task is difficult. 
You can think of hyperfocus as sort of attention surplus disorder. Folks with ADHD move from the disco ball to the laser beam without much in between. So what can you do about it? Here are 13 tips to help keep you on track. For all ages, tip number one, get more sleep. Kids and some adults with and without ADHD often manifest fatigue, not by getting tired, but by getting wired. A 2012 study in the journal Pediatrics showed that behavior deteriorates when sleep time is cut by as little as 30 minutes and improves with an extra 30 minutes or more. Tip number two, exercise. A recent study showed that just 20 minutes of exercise improved kids' self-control and attention whether or not they had ADHD, and kids with ADHD showed additional improvements after exercising. Tip number three, one thing at a time. Multitasking quickly descends into chaos for adults and kids with ADHD, so focus on doing one activity at a time. On a related note, multi-step directions can be difficult for kids with ADHD to process, so a request like clear your dinner plate, find your backpack, and start your homework will likely result in several detours and much exasperation. So break it down into three separate requests, however, and everyone will be much happier. For kids, tip number four, catch them being good. Often, kids with ADHD get negative feedback about their attention, motivation, or behavior. A positive, loving, non-critical home is the best foundation. When a kid with ADHD is behaving appropriately, praise him and his efforts. Tip number five, build in immediate reinforcement. A recent book for psychologists described a tactic for a boy with ADHD. His teacher wrote answers to worksheet questions in invisible marker, so he could answer the question and immediately color the space next to it to reveal whether or not he was right. He went from pestering the kids next to him to answering almost every question correctly. The tip? Immediate feedback pays off. Try offering praise or another reward right after good behavior. Tip number six. Up to 45% of kids and 81% of adults with ADHD have another disorder that impacts learning. With school-age kids, be on the lookout for trouble with reading, writing, or solving math problems, which may signal a learning disability like dyslexia. And if this is the case, after a full assessment, your child should be eligible for classroom accommodation so she can reach her full potential. Tip number seven, make eye contact and gentle physical contact when you need their attention. Calling from the next room, put on your shoes, we're late, is like telling the wind. So instead, go to the child, touch her arm, look her in the eye, and you can try saying, look at my eyes, and then ask her to put on her shoes. Tip number eight, request a desk in the front of class. Not having to filter out a classroom's worth of distraction can work wonders. Tip number nine, green time. In a 2009 study, just 20 minutes of walking in a park compared to 20 minutes walking in an urban downtown area or a residential area, was enough to temporarily improve attention in kids with ADHD. Now, some tips for adults. Tip number 10, choose an organizing system and stick to it. Many adults with ADHD know they need to get organized, but they abandon system after system. So pick one and stick to it for at least a few weeks, not just a few days. Tip number 11, Break down onerous tasks into small chunks. 
tedious tasks like filing or sorting often fall by the wayside. So tell yourself you'll file five pieces of paper or sort 10 items or pay two bills. Once the task is started, the momentum will often carry you beyond the initial quota. Tip number 12, use technology to keep you on track. One patient of mine created a text alarm on his laptop. It scrolled across the screen every 15 minutes and read, are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Another patient set her phone alarm to beep at 20-minute intervals in the early afternoon when she knew that her medication was likely to be wearing off and she could use a reminder to focus. Tip number 13. Adults who have grown up with ADHD but without a diagnosis have often been labeled as stupid or lazy, and their self-esteem and relationships may have suffered as a result. So the most important tip is the knowledge that ADHD is not at all equivalent to stupidity or laziness. Find a good therapist or another supporter who knows about the disorder and can help with issues of worth or competence. Finally, for everyone, be patient. It isn't possible to will yourself or your child out of ADHD, but with support and persistence, it can be well-managed. If the Savvy Psychologist has made a difference in your life, please share your love by liking on Facebook, adding me to your Google Plus circles, or emailing a link to someone important in your life. So thanks for listening, and thanks for, wait for it, your attention. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson. A transcript of the podcast and references for the studies I mention are always available on quickanddirtytips.com. And remember, The Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and doesn't substitute for psychiatric care or psychotherapy by a licensed professional. As always, any patient names have been changed and details altered to protect privacy. Thanks for listening, and see you next week for a happier, healthier mind.